Hey folks, in this episode of the podcast, I get to sit down with Anton Lorimer and Alistair Jolly of Smug Mug Films. This is Twit. All right, gentlemen, welcome to this. Uh, I think this is the first time I've had a, a three-way conversation about the Smug Mug Films project with with both of the principals behind that project on the show. So welcome to both of you guys. How are you doing? Thank you very much. You doing great. Us. All right. Yeah, so absolutely. like I said in that intro there, this this is all about just kind of getting under the covers with Smug Mug Films. Like, what is it all about? Why is Smug Mug Films here? How has it been doing? What's next? What's the latest film? We got to get all that done in the span of about, say, 20, 30 minutes. I think we can do it. We're Easy. all professionals Easy. here. Yeah. So, <laughs> no Alistair, Alistair, I want to start with you, man. Um, You've been, you, you are, I'm going to let you tell your story, right? So th- explain kind of the origin story of your involvement with Smug Mug Films and, you know, why you continue to do it all these years later. Sure. Um, well, I'm global brand manager at Smug Mug and both Anton and I have just celebrated 10 years at Smug Mug, 10 years mm-hmm. of making Smug Mug Films, which is phenomenal. Um, it all started, yeah, back 2012 with the Smug Mug Films project, Anton had been creating other pieces of content before then, but um, we really wanted to get behind the the reason about why photographers do what they do, not the how, not in, you know, it's not about the gear, it's not about how they do it, it's about why they do it. So we really wanted to take people on a journey of inspiration and motivation about these films. So yeah, 10 years we've been making them, we've made 37-ish films uh, to date, Uh, just recently launched a new one. Uh, We were looking at some of the stats the other day. We've been to 16 countries around the world. Um, We've had obviously millions of views of those films, won many awards at, um, you know, film festivals around the world. Uh, We've lost four drones and counting. (laughs) And, uh, well, we, we joke that we haven't lost them. We know exactly where they are. (laughs) <laughs> They're taunting you because you can you can't reach them. You lost any in volcanoes or anything like that? Uh, Anton, did we lose one in the latest volcano? I don't think we did. No volcanoes. No, they're pretty good these days. It's hard to lose a drone these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anton, what about you? What's your what's your smug mug origin story or your smug mug films origin story, and what keeps you in orbit around that that project? Yeah, I mean, I think smug mug just working for a company like smug mug <clears throat> kind of keeps me, you know. Uh, inspired to work on films period um i wasn't looking for a job when i took on this role at smug mug i just kind of fell in love with the people in the company um somewhere along the way we decided we'd create this series that really kind of celebrated photography and we thought you know best way to do that is kind of through the lens or you know in the footsteps of the people that are creating amazing imagery um and that's what we did. We created this series of documentaries that really just tell the story of why these photographers do what they do. Not so much uh, the camera gear or how they do it. It's really about why. And we hope that that kind of inspires others to do that. Um, for me personally, because Smug Mug wanted to do this, they kind of took the approach with me in a similar manner where if you notice, if you watch some of the films, you'll notice there's no real set format. They kind of let us create what we want to create 
and pieces that really fit the photographers and who they are. Um, so I get tons of creative control and um, that keeps it very interesting. Obviously the photographers that I follow are amazing and they're so interesting and the places we get to go help for sure. You know? And what's the, what's the flow in there, Anton? Like the flow from sort of ideation of the project all the way you know, to first feet on the ground to shooting do you is it a collaborative experience with the photographer or absolutely directive where you're like hey we're going to iceland and i got to find a photographer that knows how to shoot icelandic type stuff like how does it no no fruition? it is the photographers play a producer role in all of these you know and i always tell them that that we are kind of stepping into their world um, when we select a photographer i just kind of we get to know them you know we talk with them at uh, at length kind of try to understand not only try to understand them beyond their photography and so that when we whatever we shoot and edit it kind of fits their style and of course we start talking to them about their schedule and thinking looking forward in the next few months about what they're shooting where they'd like to shoot and so it's collaborative from the start and then you know the other part is the narration or the voiceover we i interview them online um then i go back and i just jot down tons of bullet points and talking points that i feel are relevant to the story and so we kind of piece together the story beforehand and then we just go out and shoot um and i let them do their thing and i work around them um so it really is a documentary we stage very little if anything yeah and alistair what about you like how do you how do you engage in the project are you the are you the one that's having the conversations and sourcing the initial photographers or the photographers that you're going to bring into the project or are they reaching out to you like how do you how do you and, and and anton balance the uh the duties of building a film we we both wear many hats um and and take on we are a small team uh and take on many of those roles and each film's slightly different you know so the way we get to connect with these photographers is pretty unique in each occasion you know sometimes it's someone who's been introduced to us sometimes it's people we already know maybe some of our ambassadors um you know so it, it depends on how we know them initially but yeah a lot of time for me it's you know trying to produce uh you know the what's going to happen on site make sure we know where it's going to be the locations the timings um but with those early conversations it's it's definitely a kind of three-way conversation between anton and i and the photographer as Anton mentioned, you know, maybe finding out what's on their schedule already. Maybe uh, with some of them, it's about, hey, we want to create this film. Here's a great opportunity to do something that you've been desperate to do. Maybe a, a passion project that you've wanted to try and do, and we could facilitate that through making this film. Um, and with others, it's just you know being on a journey of of what they happen to be doing at that time. So, one of the exciting things for me, and I think also for Anton, is is that they are very different in each case um you know they all have their unique elements that need um coordinated and managed uh, but ultimately anton and i have the pleasure of spending some great quality time with you know the best photographers in the world yeah you know the the twip audience is content creators for the most part right or people that that want to know how all this stuff is made. What's the logistical flow between both of you? Are you collaborating in a Google Doc? Are you using some other software as a service app to sort of coordinate the shots and the destinations and travel and all that? What's the what's the behind the scenes kind of look at how this stuff comes together? 
million pieces of paper? Is that what you want to hear? <laughs> emails, miles and miles of email. <laughs> um, unfortunately, t nowadays there is no uh, no one ring to rule them all. Um, you know, we're a lot of, as Anton said, the collaboration and the production is helped by the photographer. So a lot of times we adopt the communication path which is the least resistant for the photographer um but yeah certainly we have a lot of google docs um, we have master sort of template docs for some of the things that can be standardized but um yeah there's 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 lots of pieces that go into it from the you know the communicating directly with the photographer which can be unique in each case anton and i's communication and documents and then we obviously have contracts and releases and that type of thing which you know we've standardized and keep on our systems um and then there's various travel arrangements that need to be made dinner plans that need to be made all that type of mm -hmm. thing but um yeah i wish there was one ring to rule them all and then Anton obviously has the whole other side of the coin, which is managing all the digital assets of of the project. Uh, maybe you can talk about that, Anton. Yeah, Anton, I was going to yeah, ask about that. Like, once once you've <laughs> gathered everything, are you the guy that's putting it all together and and doing all the edit, or do you take all that stuff that you've you've shot and created and recorded and you send it off to somebody to you know do the Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> and weave it into gold? <laughs> Yeah, I, I really, I wish, I wish that were the case. No, I do. Um, from pre-production, production, and post, I, I pretty much do everything. So, from writing the script um, to shooting and, I guess, directing. I'm shooting. You know, it's usually a two-person team, but I'm shooting and directing. And then on the back end, uh, yeah, weaving that story together and putting it together in the most concise and efficient, entertaining way that I feel I can, and then. Beyond that, I'm doing the the color, the sound design, music selection, so pretty much pretty much everything. Um, and it's so different from one from one project to the next. Even the learning curve leading up to production, you know, are we going to be shooting at elevation? What type of clothes do we need to bring? What kind of cameras are best going to uh, you know capture this artist who might be in like an ultralight airplane or shooting underwater? Um, every single one of them, even if it's just a fashion studio or something, you know, how best to capture uh, these photographers doing their thing and make it interesting and fresh and cinematic. So it's fun. I, I feel like I, <laughs> I should have a template by now, but I, I, every one of these, I mean, I feel like I'm reinventing the wheel, but that keeps me inspired and it keeps, keeps it fresh. Fun, for sure. It keeps it fresh yeah. and fun, right? So what, what yeah, do you, absolutely. when you're out there, you know, you're out there and you're, is there a set piece of gear or a set kit that you bring out with you on every job? Or do you have a giant yeah. gear locker full of everything you could possibly need and you just kind of do an A-team sequence putting it all together before you go? Um, no, it's a pretty small kit because a lot of the, most of the time I'm shooting, doing the shooting uh, by myself or I might have an assistant. Early on, I shot half of these completely by myself. So whatever, uh, wherever I go, all of my gear has to fit on my back for the most part. Mm -hmm. I don't like checking in anything that I need that's essential to the shoot. So it has to fit in a backpack and that dictates kind of the microphones and the cameras and the lenses we bring. And at this point, 
gear is so i mean quality is so good right that you can carry uh, a whole studio on your back fortunately um so it's pretty light i usually you know two cameras one handheld kind of shoulder rig and one on a gimbal so i can go back and forth and get that longer shallow depth of field steady shot or i can go to that kind of follow the photographer around on a gimbal shot and i can go back and forth it's a light like shooting a wedding you know you have your telephoto and your your wide angle camera you know yeah a lot of our a lot of our artists are always very surprised just how light and small and nimble we are as a team. Um, you know, the, when they, they watch the films that we produced in the past, it's, it's hard to imagine that, you know, Anton's creating this incredible cinematography with, you know, as gear that we can literally carry on our backs. Um, I, but in so go ahead. I know I, t I tell the photographers, be prepared to be very unimpressed when we show up. <laughs> yeah, underwhelmed. Uh, but a lot of the times it gives us great opportunities, you know, because we are so, you know, light and gear and nimble. It's it's also not overwhelming for the, the photographers. It's not, you know, um, we're not taking over their whole productions or their, uh, you know, creative process that they're doing. So I think there's a huge benefit to being small. Um, and while, you know, Anton's filming, there's always, you know, what, you know, perhaps myself behind carrying all the spare gear and you know trying to carry all that while Anton's doing his work with the gimbals or the drones or that type of stuff but um, yeah pretty small and nimble is the best way to describe it I think now are you, are you guys both out there together when you're when you're shooting or Anton are you out there on the ground while you know Alistair is cozy in his hotel room sipping Mai Tais <laughs> like how, how did it go? Oh, <laughs> If Alistair's there in the same area, yes. I mean, uh, there are a few. Like our, our latest film, Alistair didn't join me on that particular um, project, but most of the time Alistair's there. And yes, if he's in town, he's with me for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no Mai Tais for me. And yeah, with the latest film, unfortunately, um, COVID restrictions prevented me from being able to, to join uh, Anton. But um, yeah, it's they get our pound of flesh from both of us when we're, we're on sets and, and Anton described it there as a wedding and it, it kind of in many instances feels like that you know you have to you know react to the situation deal with the weather the light the conditions whatever's happening in many ways the same as a, a wedding photographer has to get all the various different shots in different locations without having uh, you know, control to the nth degree. Uh, you have to let the photographer or the subject that we're filming be able to do their thing without us, um, you know, uh, creating or staging too much of it. We really do want to document what they're doing. Yeah. You know, before, you, before we end this, um, I really want to talk about the latest film that mm. that was just released. It was like a week and a half, two weeks ago, I think it was. Uh, as yep. we re as, well, as they yep. listened to this, the, the first people. Um, take me through that right you know maybe anton you can start with it right the the challenges of well take us through the film introduce the film and you know i'll link to it in the in the description for this but you know take us in behind the scenes of a smug mug film yeah. like that yeah so our latest smug mug films is called where the fire is with a photographer named mike mezuel uh he's from texas he's someone that was on our radar for some time he takes these beautiful landscape photos primarily he's really well known for his storm photography and it's 
just beautiful. He's also into volcanoes big time. And, and, you know, we were talking with him about, hey, what can we do with you? We didn't have anything specific planned. We, we thought, you know, can we go storm chasing with you? What What's on your agenda? He kept mentioning um, the Fuego volcano, which is the world's most active volcano, actually, in Guatemala. And um, we thought, and he showed me photos of it. It's very classic looking strato cone volcano i believe is the technical term but it's that triangle shaped volcano that you would picture if you drew one as a kid this was the volcano that you drew you know um really pretty erupts every 20 to 30 minutes um and it's in guatemala not super far away so he was going and and we kind of just wrote that down as the plan and we went out and shot it in december um and like most of these films that have their learning curve one of the big ones with guatemala was our base camp was going to be at like 11,000 feet and we would be working at 12 plus thousand feet. So elevation was, you know, mm. a, a difficult, something to, that we had to contend with, but, um, it was cold. It was windy. We had to do a lot of hiking, just uncomfortable situations, but beautiful backdrop. Um, amazing guy Two and a half miles high man wow that's crazy yeah yeah if, you know if you're in if you're in denver and you'd climb a, you know a, a flight of stairs you can feel it at eleven thousand feet and we're hiking just straight up the sides of these this volcano i mean it was it got to a point where it was like 20 feet stop breathe rest walk you know hike another 20 feet and this was all gear you know Mm-hmm. So it was tiring at like four o'clock in the morning, you know, trying to get up there before the sun rises and, and stuff. So um, super tiring, but I'm not complaining. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. So um, yeah, but the hypoxia is yeah. real up there, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're uh, Denver, the mile high cities, 5,000, what, 5,280 feet high, right? So you're almost yeah. three times that, right? And you're just a human. Yeah. And we need oxygen. And it's, <laughs> yeah, and the elevation sickness is so elusive, depending on who you are and what day it was, you may feel it, you may not. Even, you know, our guide that first day didn't go up because he was feeling elevation sickness. And he's from Guatemala at these elevations. So it's just kind of this elusive thing that if you were lucky enough to kind of fight through it that particular day, then, you know, no problem. But um, yeah, super just amazing experience. Um, Great backdrop. Um, Amazing people down there in Guatemala. Super beautiful place amazing people um yeah so just very excited to release this film yeah Yeah. alistair what about you like this your experiences and sort of thoughts around this latest film release well when you hear anton describing what he had to go through him and mike now you know why i played the the covid restrictions card i can't make it unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) i'd rather stay here and breathe and uh and not have um you know, not have altitude sickness here in Scotland. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously super disappointed that I couldn't join the team there uh, to do it. But um, working with Mike has been, you know, so much fun. We have admired his, you know, storm photography, his landscape photography for many, many years, and that was why he was kind of on our radar to do a film. But to take it to this, you know, this level, no pun intended, but to take it to this level where we're, you know, uh, making a film about him on this this journey, which you know had its trials and tribulations, doesn't necessarily go to plan. Um, that kind of story is told in the film. Um, yeah, it's just been so much fun and 
it's you know great to work with Mike and release the film. We released the film, yeah, as you say, a couple of weeks ago on World Photography Day as part of our celebrations of World Photography Day here at Smug Mug, and it has been so well received. The the engagement we're getting on our social channels on YouTube uh, with the film, people are really connecting with this story, um, talking about what it means to them, the, the seeing the world this way through Mike's eyes and having the opportunity to experience something like that through our film. Those comments are exactly the reason why we make these films. We want people to have that emotional connection with the subject matter and with the artist and hopefully experience things that they either want to go try, they may never be able to, but they see it through these films um, and just be motivated to uh, pick up the camera. That's kind of why we do it. Yeah, that was it. thank you for saying that because that was one of my questions was what what is the the sort of corporate motivation for creating these films, right? Is it altruistic where I just want to give back to the photographers and empower and inspire photographers to go out and do these kinds of things or what, right? And it sounds like you answered Anton, do you you have any you have any further perspective on that? No, I completely agree. I think this is really to align ourselves with a group of people that are out there doing these amazing things. And that's why we want to get to the core of why they do it. I think that's what Smug Mug's about. Um, you know, we don't mention the product at all in these videos. And that was a big thing when we started to create these. Um, we wanted them to solely be about the photographer. Um, and yeah, that's really why we do it. So love that. So uh, just to wrap up, um, any, I always want to kind of know the, I'm always about the behind the scenes, right? So in this situation with this, this particular series of films, what were the major learnings and from both perspectives, you know, from production and an actual execution perspective, what major learnings have revealed themselves over the past, say, you know, five years or so in making these films other than of course, both of your experiences increasing, you know, over time, have there been any surprising things that have come out that you're like, I didn't know this when we started. Now we know. Well, that's a tough oh, goodness. One. I think that's a good for one. me, yeah. yeah, for me, the biggest, uh, the biggest takeaway is just, you know, what incredible, imagery and storytelling we're able to do with having Anton on the team you know a, a very small team that makes these films that I don't I, th I don't think many people realize just you know how you know small the team is behind these films um, and you know just the pleasure of working with these incredible photographers it, it excites Anton and I on a daily basis but um, yeah, it has its challenges. One of the simple challenges is there are so many incredible creatives in the world. You know, we have to find the right one. We have to find the right opportunity. And that is, you know, challenging in many ways is finding uh, the people, the opportunities and the timing. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. All right. Let's wrap up. Um, Anton, I'll throw, I'll give you the last word here because this is this week in photo. And of course, people want to know what you're shooting with, right? So yeah. what, what is the bag that you bring on these crazy adventures? What's in it? What's in that bag? Uh, it's a pretty simple bag. It's, um, I'm shooting with right now. I'm shooting with the Sony a seven S three, which is kind of the more of the video dedicated mirrorless that Sony puts out right now. Um, like I said, just about every camera out there is so good though. 
so it just kind of depends on what you have in your hand and you have a hand you know handful of lenses that you have i think i have focal lengths from everything from about 16 millimeter to actually in my bag it's only the 75 millimeter uh, 75 millimeter 70 millimeter yeah i don't even have a 70 to 200 in my bag right now anymore i just end up shooting everything within 16 to 70 millimeter these days wow. um wow. yeah um though depending on the project i may rent the 70 to 200 um i have the dji mavic drone um and a gimbal some wireless uh audio gear well that's pretty much it wow Red yeah. And gun and, yeah yeah and what are you what are you yeah. editing with post-production wise final cut premiere 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 Pro at the moment, though I'm hearing such good things out of you know DaVinci Resolve. A lot of people yeah. I know are using that now, and it's so slick and fast um, on the new Macs that I'll, I'm going to give it a try. So, yeah, yeah, really cool. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, we'll leave it right there. Any final words, An you know, Anton or Alistair? Did you want to throw out there to the folks that are big fans of Smug Mug films and uh, can't wait for the <laughs> next one? You want to foreshadow the next one or anything? Uh, well, the big, the Ooh. big uh, final word has to be: please go watch the latest film uh, with Mike Mejo. You know where the fire is. Please go check that out. I'm sure Frederick will put the links in the description below. Um, and you know, of course, we'd love to see your comments uh, on that film um that would be uh, a real blast for us if you go watch that and then yeah we're always working on you know several projects at one time um so we keep our cards fairly close to our chest because things can change at such last minute that until we have it in the can nothing is completely certain but some very exciting things coming up uh, this year for sure very cool absolutely yeah all right we'll leave it right there gentlemen thank you for coming on i know you guys are literally in the middle of packing to go on another one of these crazy adventures <laughs> right. so, so thank you for pressing the, the pause button to allow me to to chat with you appreciate it and congratulations right. on all these films they're amazing thanks yeah. frederick and we you know, appreciate I, it thank you for having us no yeah. absolutely I, I think it's important that people people know about these these films because there's a ton of them you know you guys have created a, a, a incredible body of work that's out there and it's just a treat that people photographers can just go sit there and binge what would you say how many are there yeah. Alistair 37 37 37 yeah and I, you know for all the content creators I think it's a testament to um, just being able to you can create quite a bit uh, with a little amount of gear, a small amount of gear, and not that many people. I mean, one person can create a series like this, honestly. So, um, yeah, it's really, it's kind of out there for the taking. Just, you know, do it. be passionate about just it. Just yeah, do, do it, it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, just get out there. Yeah, and I think if even, that's a really good point, um, Anton. If people, when they start, if you haven't seen Smug Mug films before and you go look at these films, look at them through the lens of, this is these films are created largely by a one-two punch two-man crew right that and shot with a one-man crew for the most part and you can do it too right and that's the whole point of it you know you don't have to rely on well if i have this thing i could i could do it or if i had that thing i could i could create films like this you probably can now with the stuff that you have oh. you already have in your bag listen 10 yeah. 10 years ago when we started we would have love to have had the quality of an iphone uh 10 years ago <laughs> you know that yeah so you could yeah. you know you can create this stuff um straight from you know some very very minimal technology um so yeah and and we have to keep 
you know developing as technology improves so uh yeah get out there and do it just with whatever gear you have yep yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll leave it right there. Uh, what's the location online for folks? Well, of course, we'll link to the, the Smug Mug films and the latest film in the, the uh, description in the blog post for this episode. But where? what's the route? What's the home for everything? Two, two places you can go to see these. You can go to smugmug.com forward slash films, and you'll see not just the films, but in many cases you'll see uh, extra content as well, blog posts, interviews, some fantastic galleries with the artists. Uh, or, of course, you can go to our YouTube page, Smug Mug Films, and you'll see all the content on that uh, YouTube channel. Excellent. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming on. Safe travels. Uh, can't wait to Thank see you. what's next out of you. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it right there. Thanks, Frederick. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. This is Twitter.